1: He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man.
2: It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo.
3: And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's
1: woo. Goodman!
3: Greetings and our Ola. I am Spud Goodman.
2: Uh, <laughs> Spud Goodman. <laughs>
3: We welcome everyone uh, now listening. You know those who planned on listening, but something more important came up, and even those who are innocent victims. Where you know they're now hearing the show by no choice of their own, as others might be playing. You know, playing it loudly on their laptop and in a Starbucks or or a car radio with the windows rolled down. We do not discriminate. If you had even a fleeting thought about listening, we are grateful, because you know there are actually worse radio shows you can be tuned into right now. Truth isn't truth. Uh, Don't ask me for an example as nothing comes to mind right now. But okay, let me introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a heartfelt
4: chuckle. (laughs) Wow, that could have been one of my best. Well, at least this early in the show. Well, yeah, I got I to give
3: you credit. That was a pretty decent chuckle. Yes. Well done. Now I am required to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, let's cut to the chase here. Uh, just nod your head to acknowledge my acknowledgement, and that will suffice. Yeah, okay. I, I believe you've asked me in the past to just
5: nod my head like I'm a pony or something, but that is not the way
3: to acknowledge being introduced on a real radio show. Are you alleging... This radio show is not a real professional radio show. Well, if so, I stipulate to that accusation.
6: Yes.
3: But but you're still not gonna like uh, get any more airtime. You need to know that, right? Moving on. I was thinking this might be uh, a good time for me to publicly confront Chance, the intern, the fiancé of my only living aunt, on how he plans on supporting her. You know, in the means you know that she's become accustomed to. The wedding day hasn't been set yet, thank God, and it's my opinion that there is a strong possibility that Chance is not husband material. I'm just being real
4: here. Spud, Chance has been attending a number of job fairs recently, and very soon he will decide on what he wants to pursue as a career. To be sure, he has ruled out the radio business.
2: Can I jump in here, Dorothy? Oh. I can defend myself. Actually, I'm the host. You should be asking me, Spud, whatever career choice I do make, I feel confident I'll be much more successful than you.
7: Ooh,
3: yeah.
2: That bar is set pretty darn low. Well, I or my
3: career choices are not the topic right now, okay? I was thinking a lot of our listeners are a bit concerned, knowing that, you know, you're, you'll someday soon take my aunt's hand in marriage and you don't even have a job you know other than this intern gig here i, I can ex- sense i can sense on my part that there's considerable worry about your ability to, to support her that's really all i'm saying
4: oh, brother. Yeah, yeah,
5: hey listen may i may i join the conversation here chance as the soon-to-be head of the household of your family it will be expected that you will be the earner. Uh, You know, as you know, I currently have two jobs, uh, of course, here on the show, uh, and also as lead floor supervisor at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum.
0: South South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum.
5: Now, if need be, I would obtain a third job as males were put on earth by God to be the hunters and gatherers. (laughs) Listen, if you can't put food on
2: the table, what kind of man would you be?
6: Um, I think it'd be actually...
2: Well, until I find the job I want, my parents will help out with the groceries. You know, until I get on my feet. Moving out from their house will be tough on them. I do kind of feel a little guilty. They'll be lonely for sure without me around to keep things lively. I bet. Like... My dad and I play a lot of video games. I guess my mom will have to improve her skills as she's horrible right now. And my dad enjoys being challenged because I beat him most of the time.
5: All right, Chance, I don't think playing video games is something that is gonna be productive career-wise. You really need to broaden your horizons.
2: Um, (laughs) um, you suck! I am aware that I'll need to get a job that will allow me to provide for Dorothy even though she does receive a social security check and also her pension. I think we'll be fine.
4: Yes, we will be fine, babe. Don't let anyone put undue pressure on you to take a job you wouldn't feel comfortable with just for the money.
3: Well, doesn't everyone take a job for the money? Oh. I mean, I, I know I'd rather be on my couch right now, you know, binging on a couple new shows on Netflix or so many things. This guy's been stumped since the third grade. Well, I I can say
5: there are times when I'm on the floor at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum... South Seattle
7: Carpet and Linoleum!
5: When my feet are hurting, there are no customers in the store, and maybe my stomach is growling, too. Uh, Sure, I'd rather be at home, maybe playing a game of croquet in the backyard with my youngest Dwight. Yeah, or uh, enjoying a nice piece of my wife's rhubarb pie... Who eats rhubarb? Isn't that a weed? Spud, rhubarb is one of the finest fruits out there. I'm
8: going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there.
4: Uh, Rhubarb is a cultivated plant, Gerald, and a polarizing choice for pie at that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, public opinion seems to be split between the lovers and the haters.
3: Well, put me down as a hater. Just put apples, cherries, or even better, lemon meringue in a pie, and that's a real crowd pleaser, okay? But right now I need to introduce our musical guest. I need to introduce them right now because I need some music. I'll be speaking with them a little later. Say hello to Lohums. Mm. <laughs> okay.
1: This is a Spud, Spud Goodman show. Hey, it's Carrot's and somehow, somehow, I've been talking it on the damn Spud Goodman show. How the
0: f is this happening?
5: Hey, uh, Spud, your first
3: guest, Jason Muse, is ready to go. Okay, it's good to have him back on the show. You know, people may see him only as Kevin Smith's partner in their projects, but, you know, he recently directed his own film, and I want to talk to him about the process. I didn't see that one coming.
1: People can't figure me out. They can't process me. I don't expect them to. You can't process me with a normal brain.
4: Count me as a major fan of all Jay and Silent Bob stuff. Kevin is really a creative machine, and, of course, Jason provides the necessary comedic touch. They're really very funny together. Yeah, silent Bob.
5: Who is that? Are, are you referring to an actor from like way back in the silent film era? I, you know, like, I'm aware of some of the major stars back then, but I can't
3: recall a silent Bob. Hell no, you can't! Uh, Kevin Smith plays the character, Silent Bob. Y- you've never seen Clerks? Are there other films? Clerks?
5: Clerks? Well, like, okay, what kind of clerk was it? Like a, a grocery store clerk or a bank clerk or a, a feed store clerk? What the hell,
3: yo? Feed store clerk, Well, man. they have clerks. Just put Jason. Yeah, here he is. Welcome back to the show, actor, comedian, and now director, Jason Mewes. Uh, thanks for checking in with us, man. Thank you. Yeah, so first of all, I want to remind people to check out your movie Madness and the Method, which you star in and direct. That sounds like a lot of work. Did you get some downtime to just kick back, or did you have to like grind around the clock to get it done? Because directors may not have to remember their lines, but they have to make a buttload of decisions, right?
1: No, definitely. It was. It was. Um, it was definitely. It was the most challenging part of the of the whole uh, process because. Again, I'd have to run in and we'd get to set up the shot. And I'd be like, okay, let's block this out and we'll do this shot. And then as soon as we were done, they'd be like, okay, let's go, uh, go get hair and makeup done in wardrobe. And then I'd also have to make sure I memorized all my dialogue. It was definitely, uh, it was definitely a challenging part of, uh, the process. It, it, It definitely was a lot of fun still. Um, but it's definitely something I would do different if I, uh, next time I would love to just be able to focus on directing, uh, and not, and, and not do both. Maybe, maybe still be in it for a little bit, but not the, not the main character.
3: Right. Uh, do you ever get a bit resentful in the Jay and Silent Bob movies that uh, you have to learn way more lines than Kevin Smith does? Cause you should ask to be paid by the line.
1: <laughs> no, not so much. It's, I think uh, Kevin figured out a great recipe for the characters. And and don't get me, it's like he has to make, he just is standing there. I have someone to to bounce all my dialogue off of and stuff. It's, uh, you know, it's fun. It's it's what the characters are. So he has to do a lot of of facial expressions. So, you know, he's the one who has to think about how his face is gonna look. each time I talk to him, so,
3: you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let me hit you with this. Well, you and Kevin are going to be going out on the road with the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot road show Tour, and, and we'll be stopping in two markets. We're aired in the Tampa-St. Petersburg area. That will be on November 14th, and in Seattle on December 10th. Tickets are now available. Uh, what can fans you know, expect to see and, and hear on the tour?
1: While you're watching the movie, I think when people watch movies, they... Sit and wonder uh, about things, like, well, wow, how did they shoot that, or well, I, if that looked like that took a long time, or whatever, and the cool thing is now they get to actually sit and ask us these questions after the fact, uh, and so it's going to be nice, it's going to be nice to sit there, watch the movie with everybody, and get to see the reactions, if they think it's funny, they don't think it's funny, you know, it, it, it'll definitely be awesome to, to do this, we have did this something similar with Groovy Movie um, and it's a blast.
3: So, Alright, very cool. Well, Jason, let's, let's take a brief look back at your career. 1994 and Clerks opens uh, initially on a limited basis. Uh, how blown away were you and Kevin at the response? Because it found a, a very underserved demographic people who liked funny movies. She knew that.
6: She was like,
1: oh, uh, You know, know, I didn't think anything of it, honestly, because it was like, like back then it's like that was the first thing i was uh, you know 17 18 uh and, and i was uh i did a had a normal yeah, nine to five just i put roofs on movie. houses we shot the movie and and afterwards kevin went and edited it put the music and then he went to Sundance film festival and got ready for all that i really didn't think anything of it and i don't think any anyone really did after the first one that's why, you know, we got lucky. We own the rights to Jay and Bob. We don't own, own the rights to any of the movies or any of the other characters, Kevin, because when he sold Clerks to Miramax, he said, hey, can we? I keep the rights to Jay and Sam Bob, the characters? And Miramax was like, yeah, the movie's called Clerks. You know, it's about the two main guys and the girls. Right. So, you know, I, I didn't really think, I think anything so. of it, and it wasn't until Kevin sold it and then got a, a three-picture deal and he said, "Jay, I'm gonna write our characters again in Mo Rat's, and, and you know, so it, it's been really surreal. The whole, the whole, the last 25 years has been surreal to me. I think not only did like we get to make these movies and then start touring with podcasts, which brought me to Australia for the first time, and Scotland, London, um, you know, and then I've been doing my, we got toys and comic books." And I've got to work with Chris Rock, George Carlin. I got to meet Stan Lee, like a legend, like uh, you know, it's been such a surreal experience and something I didn't plan on um, at all. So it's really been amazing.
3: Well, I I was just kind of curious, was it like, strange uh, after clerks to make like uh, bigger studio movies like Mallrats Rats and Chasing Amy because you uh, had all the free food you could eat at craft services and probably personal assistants and drivers. How, was that a bit of a an adjustment?
1: Uh, I Yeah, I mean, again, I wouldn't say it's strange as much as, again, just blown away and, and surreal. Like, oh my God, this is, I'm making a studio movie. What do you mean you're giving me per diem? Per diem is. If anyone doesn't know, because I didn't know back in the day, it's they give you cash for the week to eat. Like, hey, you're here in another state eating. You need money, cash money in your pocket to eat and get snacks and stuff. When they gave me $300 for the week, I was like, what? I used to roof for like, you know, 40 hours a week to get $300. Like, it was pretty amazing and surreal. So, Definitely, I want, to, you know, adjustment in the sense of, wow, i got to wrap my head around this. It's cr- it's amazing and crazy.
0: Right,
5: right. Uh, Spud. What? Well, I, I know that word Jason just used, per diem, Yeah, is something that's very important to you. I, I believe you demanded management grant us all per diem when we're broadcasting the show. Right. It, it was a neat idea, but don't you think you crossed the line when you threatened a strike if they didn't provide
3: it? Uh, Jason, give me a sec. Look, the working man can never cross the line when seeking justice from corporate America. We are talking about one hour of per diem here. Uh, They're lucky it's not a five- or six-hour show. They can afford one hour so we can buy some decent snacks and beverages.
4: I'm with Bud on this one. Why can't management spring for, say, a big gulp for me while I'm doing the show? Yeah. Well, and... And maybe a can of Pringles would be nice too.
5: Absolutely, right, you, you guys. If we start demanding concessions from
3: our executive producer, she just might decide to cut the labor force to pay for it. Mm. Well, there are some staff positions that could be cut. It could save enough money to buy the rest of us some really tasty snacks. But I, I got to get back to Jason. Yeah, uh, b- but not me, right?
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. Thank you. Well,
3: you, you know, we spoke previously uh, uh, when you were on the show. Uh, when I guess you were out then, yeah, on a solo stand-up comedy tour. How how different is it for you to work alone on stage? I mean you never get interrupted by Kevin? So, I mean, you're on your own. Yeah,
1: I, I love it. I mean, it's it's like I get to tell my stories, and it's uh, you know, it's definitely fun playing with Kevin. But uh, Kevin, t- there's not as much pressure. I don't have to not only keep the audience happy I, and. You know, when we do get old, It's like my whole, the whole time I'm hoping that Kevin's happy. I hope Kevin thinks that the show went well and that I did my part and all that. Where in my show I get to tell stories just about me and about, well, some, some of them are about Kevin. But I just have to hope that the audience is happy and they're laughing. Um, and so it, it, it's great. I love it.
3: All right. Well, I know you got to go. So let me say again that you'll be heading out on the road with Kevin on the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow Tour, and you have a movie out titled Madness to the Method that people need to check out. So thanks a whole bunch for coming back on our show. Thank you, man. There you have it, Mr. Jason Mewes.
0: The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission.
2: He had no
8: money. He had no sense in his brain. He was Spud Goodman, but that didn't get in his way. He was a blind receiver on the wall of shame. And all the people joined in. Because they like how he swayed. to he swayed like damn
2: Spud Goodman Spud Goodman Spud Goodman Spud Goodman Spud Good Spud
0: Spud 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 We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud,
9: Spud Goodman Show. Radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty.
3: Okay, it's musical guest interview time. Say hello to our returning champions making their second appearance on the show. Lohums. Okay, give me the lineup. The the lineup tonight.
8: Lineup tonight, oh yes.
3: So uh my name's Jonas and uh,
8: I'm singing and playing guitar. Uh over here we have uh Miles Hanno on the uh second guitar. Say hello. Hi. And uh on bass up here we got uh John Farrier. Hey, hey And uh on the keys over here we have uh, Lee, and uh, he's in, he's a, he, he doesn't have a mic, but he's, he's saying hello. He he nodded his head. Hello. I could sense that. Yeah. So on radio he just nodded. and uh, on drums we have
6: Michael Bayer. Michael Bayer. hello.
8: Well, the new record. Let's talk about it. What what's the title? Title is
3: Zizix. Oh, pardon uh, me.
8: Zizix. It's a Z Z Y Z X. It's uh. It's a place. You had to be difficult times, with that, we didn't We had you? to be difficult with yes. that. Well, we wanted to,
3: we wanted it to file, you know, so yeah.
8: you can...
6: Last sort of, in the phone
3: book.
8: Last in the phone book. And there you right, go. It's right there.
3: There you go. Well, you guys have been described as being influenced by psychedelia from all eras. eras. So that's a lot of psychedelia. Are we talking daily doses of peyote? Whoa. Where do we find our inspiration? Um, you know, just sort of in the daily
8: life. But yes, you know, just all around uh, in music and in... Uh, chaos and in, um, you know, it's it's there in colors.
6: Microdosing is also Microdosing becoming a, uh, a reputable form of uh, therapy. So
3: That's true. I read that it's read gone that, legit now. I read that you know. in the, the New York Times. Right? That's right. Well, you know, the band appears to be a bunch of deep thinkers. Is there like one stable genius? I'm a very stable genius. Or is everyone among you, uh, are you all stable geniuses? We're all fairly instable geniuses. Okay. All right. That's for the record. Um, so what would be the band's dream bill to play on uh, one day? You know, dead or alive?
8: Dead or alive. You know, if we could open for Pink Floyd, that'd be pretty great.
3: I'd like to open for uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. Okay. The off-Broadway production? Or do you use, are you talking about you going big time? Um, you know, just maybe a... Uh, Community theater. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Got to support community theater. You do. Um, Well, is there one thing on the band's to-do list that's still waiting to get done or happen? Uh, We're hoping to go to Europe in uh,
8: kind of towards the summertime. You go
3: a lot, though, don't you?
8: Uh, No, we haven't been over yet. We've, We've toured around the West Coast, the Cascadia... Greater Cascadia. Um, but we have a German label now, and um, so we're hoping to get over there and, and play some shows.
3: Yeah, I knew and there was some kind of connection, aren't you, the, the record? Where's the where's the Bates out of? Um, gosh. Germany. Germany, yeah. That darn Germany. It's called okay, Cosmic super. Artifacts. I think, all right. As far as I know, they're still in NATO. Uh, I, I believe so. <laughs> um, so what's the name of the next song, and, and what's it about?
8: The next song is called uh, Ghost Babe, and uh, it's about a ghost babe. Cool, let's do it.
0: Radio show.
1: Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and if you're listening to the Spud Show. Anyway, I think you are you're not, you're a communist. Uh so. I'm not even listening to the Spud Show. What the hell am I talking about?
3: Returning to the topic of how you chance are gonna support my only living aunt. Can I ask if you're second-guessing the choice of communications as your major at community college? I know when I was at my own community college, my advisors recommended I I pass on a major. Yeah, I had some credit issues too, but it was a good call as it didn't limit me with a label. I, I actually did finally graduate, by the way. So I know you've said you've always wanted to be in the radio industry and are now kind of having second thoughts, correct? But that's a good thing, because newsflash, there are no jobs anymore in this racket. No future, it's bleaker than bringing coal mining back. And it only makes
5: common
2: sense. Yeah, in hindsight, I may have made a misjudgment on my choice of majors. You think? I used to listen to Ryan Seacrest growing up and it seemed like a cool job, but being around you and the show, I get it. I need to find a new career path.
4: Oh, sweetie, don't feel any pressure to join the rat race. I just will not let you become another cog in the wheel of industry.
5: Oh, well, you know, I'm proud to be one of those cogs, Mrs. (laughs) Jarvitz. Let me tell you, without cogs, our system of capitalism could not function.
3: Excellent. You know, I think it would be a good idea if we did a little, like, a mini job fair here on the air. Maybe, you know, go over some possible alternative career choices, Chance. What do you say?
2: I'd rather pursue that on my own time, if you don't mind It'll require me to focus and put serious effort into this. And I can't do that on this show. My mind wanders too much.
3: Yeah, I'm aware of that. But but humor me and it just might send you on, you know, maybe to a lucrative and fulfilling job after you graduate. We're coming for you,
5: globalist. You know, I would suggest that sales is a great career. You know, outside of broadcasting for me, I can't think of a more rewarding career. We don't have any current positions open at my other place of employment south seattle carpet and linoleum south
7: seattle carpet and linoleum
5: (laughs) but you know there's not much turnover as we have such a great team on the sales floor well listen there is one weak link but he shall remain nameless for this show but if there's any movement concerning his job i'll keep you posted chance
2: That's like your third free plug, Gerald. I think you should take that back a little. And I'm not interested in a sales position. No offense to you. I could never handle those rude, demanding customers. Oh,
4: Oh, I concur. Sales would not be a productive option for you, honey. Remember, you couldn't even sell your own bicycle on Craigslist. And you had more than enough offers. Closing is just not your strength. Deal or no deal. It's nothing to be ashamed of.
3: Yeah, I would starve to death if I had to survive as a salesman. I mean, so you know, have have you know, my voice is starting to go a little bit. Yeah, you need a, a lozenge or uh, something. Maybe Spud? I'll just see how this goes a little later. But, Chance, have you thought about maybe the intelligence community, like being an undercover spy stationed overseas? Because I've seen every episode of both Homeland and The Americans, and I know a thing or two about being a spy. And I think you could actually do a pretty good job. You know, I'm not familiar
5: with those TV shows that you just referenced, Spud, but I would agree. Chance, you could serve your country in areas of the world where we are in conflict, you know? Like, we need to keep our eyes on Mexico.
1: Yes, we're gonna have the wall, and yes, Mexico is going to pay for the wall 100%. Um,
3: Mexico is like our older brother. Well. Uh, Before Trump, you know, one of our
2: best friends, I might add. So, you know,
3: we don't need to place spies there, though they might need a few here, at least through the next election.
2: I do enjoy watching Homeland, and I have in the past given some thought to a career with the CIA. But I heard they have very rigorous background checks, and I've made a few missteps in my life.
1: I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on.
2: It's no secret. I have told Dorothy about every aspect of my life. That's right. Like, when I was a senior in high school, I was caught TPing the campus on senior night. I, along with the others, were suspended and couldn't walk in the graduation ceremony. That incident will haunt me throughout my life.
5: Chance, I had no idea you've been on the wrong side of the law in the past. <laughs> that, that must have been a crushing blow to
2: your parents. Well, not really. My dad was going to miss my graduation anyway, because he went out on a fishing trip. And my mom was a little bummed, but she doesn't care for big crowds, so it really worked out for the best for them. Okay,
3: well, to be continued, Mr. Temporary Co-host, uh, please check and see if our next guest is ready to go. Uh,
5: okay, that's Temporary Permanent Co-host. Yeah, whatever. And yeah, the board is telling me your next guest,
3: Jillian Bell, is waiting to speak with you. Great, you know, she's starring in a movie that's getting a lot of notice. It, it won some big award at that Sundance place this year. It's called Britney Runs a Marathon. So, It's a movie about track and field. You know, I used to throw the
5: shot put. I was on the JV track team. I almost made the varsity my senior year. But this girl, who was only a sophomore, beat me out. It was a small school, and the girls didn't have their own team. But I gotta tell you, to this day, I don't feel it was fair
4: that a female took my spot. It's time to shut it down, turn the tables, and lock her up. Hey, may the best person win. Just because well, she beat you out, you shouldn't still hold on to a grudge against her. How many years has it been?
5: Mrs. Jarvis, it was very upsetting.
4: Oh, brother. The, uh,
3: my so-called friends never let me forget it that whole school year.
2: I'm sure that and a pair of testicles.
3: Uh, this movie is not about track and field, dude. Just put her through and we'll all learn about it. Very well, here she is. Please greet actress, comedian, writer Jillian Bell. Thanks a bunch for coming on our show.
10: I'm so excited to be here,
3: Spud. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, now, you have a new movie out that's gotten major buzz as it won this year's Sundance Audience Award. And now the task is to get the word out, right, as, as it's in general. Yes.
10: Reviews. We're trying to get people out to the theaters to go see it, especially, too, it's an Amazon movie, but it's not going to be playing on Amazon for a while. So we want people to go out and see it.
3: All right. Well, give, it, give us the basics of the film.
10: Okay. It's about... Um, a woman in her late 20s who is sort of a life of the party and a hot mess and, and always willing to be the butt of a joke and then she, she decides to pursue a goal that's just for her and very earnest and she goes for her first run. And then shortly after, she decides to set a very epic and somewhat seemingly impossible goal of running the New York City Marathon, and it's her journey through that. But it's really about so much more. Um, It's about, you know, putting that first step forward and choosing yourself for the first time.
3: Well, I'm taking it you were not a distance runner before taking this role. How long did it take you before you could get over, like, I don't know, a few blocks? Because for me, uh, you know, six six blocks would be probably before I'd call an Uber, maybe eight on a good day. How about for you?
10: <laughs> Calling an Uber, for sure. Yeah, I know your brain tells you, you've done enough. Yes. You've done more than most people today. Oh, Let's yes. quit. Um, it, it took, you know, it took a little while. It's so interesting, I actually looked up on Pinterest um, how to start running for the first time and there was a thing called couch to 5k and it just helps you train and and give yourself little goals uh, Because if you know if I was to get up and be like okay Well, I'm gonna run five miles today. I would have quit the movie right after um, the first block So uh, it was a it was a easy way to, to sort of get started.
3: I see. Interesting. Well, I, I got to I gotta go here right now. Looking at your career, uh, talking about your career, you've touched most, if not all, sacred comedy institutions. You work with the Groundlings Comedy Troupe. You worked as a writer on Saturday Night Live. You were, yeah. you, were, you appeared on a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. And you were a cast member on the final season of the great, great Eastbound and Down. So it must be difficult for you to ever work on a mediocre comedy project?
10: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, it it would be, because, I mean, those are, I, I'm a fan of all of those things that you just listed, and I can't believe I was lucky enough to be a part of them.
3: But you were, and uh, yeah,
10: I, so I just want to say that on the record. It still blows my mind. I'm like, who are you talking about when you're listing those things? I'm like, oh, right, I got to do those.
3: It's yes, amazing. I'm talking about you. So, all all right. I'm
10: all such right. a fan of all of the people involved with those shows. Absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. And,
3: yeah. Well, you were born and raised in Las Vegas. Uh, hey, describe, sure. your, describe your teenage years because just like any other kid, I was just curious. Or was it a little different because I know having all those all-you-can-eat buffets around me would have been a distraction for me because <laughs> my mom's cooking kind of sucks.
10: <laughs> yeah, those are definitely nice to hit up every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I, I My uh, friend Sabrina was the first one to get her driver's license in our group of friends. And so we would just go every weekend and cruise up and down the strip. And we just thought we were so cool. Um, and I definitely remember, too, when I went to prom, um, we, w- we went to the dance, we took pictures, and then we left and we went to Blue Man Group. So I uh-huh. know certain elements of growing up in Vegas were not the typical um, teenager tale, but I I, uh, I I loved it, and it's all I know, so it's my norm.
3: That would have been pretty cool. At the drop of a hat, you can just go check out a, a Blue Man Group thing. That would be... Yeah, I didn't have... Oh, that's, yeah, that
10: so I, went, cool. I used to go to the Flamingo Hotel all the time because Second City performed there oh. every weekend. And so I would go and watch them in in person and and just, you know, be taken taken aback by how talented they were and how different sketches a line would hit one night and it wouldn't hit the next night, And I just studied it like, you know, it was my... Um, it was like my religion.
3: Right. All right. Well, you know, on the show, we're discussing the process of selecting the right career. Was there ever a time when you considered another profession other than show business?
10: Uh, stupidly, no. I, I really, I really always knew that this was the goal, and and I moved out uh, to Los Angeles when I was eighteen and just wow. was hit the pavement running, and and nothing really happened for me for the first six years. I was Twenty-fourth when I got my first job, and then my second job was Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was incredible. Yes. And then my third job was writing for SNL. So when it happened, it was it happened a very big way, but but it took a while for it to happen.
3: I see. All right. Super. Well, you know, speaking of careers in a future Hollywood, say in like twenty years, do you think maybe actors will be just one more thing to be obsolete with the coming robot revolution? Is there a chance that like CG characters will rule the world of <laughs> film? I don't know. What do you May-
10: mean? Maybe I don't know. I I mean, there's like Ready Player One and all those types of films, but I I feel like people do want to commu- connect to other humans. I feel like that's a thing that will always be true. Uh, so hopefully, um, I won't lose parts to a to a. To
3: a dang robot. Let's hope not. Uh, but for screenwriters, it, it, you know, it'd be a hell of a lot easier if there'd be no need for a plot, you know, kind of like those Transformer sort of movie things. But you're a writer. I I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's going to, the future's going to be interesting. That's all I, 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 who knows? Yeah, it will yeah.
5: be. All right, all right. Uh, Spud, I would like to jump in and comment that I know you feel I, as a co-host, could be replaced with a robot or uh, pre-programmed content, uh, because you've mentioned this to me on many occasions, but I share Jillian's hope that people will insist on a real-life human
3: communicating to them when they want to be entertained. Uh, Jillian, I I need a minute here. Entertained, Entertained. where in your job duties are you in any way connected to the word entertainment? If you're honest with yourself, you will accept your coming fate as co hosts around the world will be replaced with some sort of computer generated personality you know, one that will maybe fit way better with a host, you know, than a flawed human. I'm just saying,
4: oh, Spud has a point. The future is beyond bleak for co hosts everywhere, technology cannot be stopped. Even on a small time radio show like this one. No, I refuse
5: to believe our listeners would accept a robot or, or computer generated personality as
3: the co-host of this radio program. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's already in the works, but you know, you, you can speak with management later. Let me get back to Jillian. Well, um, let me hit you with my uh, kinda required talk show question because it's in my kind of in my assigned job duties. Let me hit Great. you with this. yeah. Jillian Bell, what has been your most memorable moment?
10: Oh, my goodness, my most memorable moment. Um, I would say probably doing 22 Jump Street. Um, that was a big moment for me. It was a really big film, and I actually had more than two lines in it. And uh, I i got to play opposite Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum and Ice Cube. I mean, what an Ooh. unreal experience. Yeah. And I, I got to play a villain, and i had never played anything like that before. And it was just fun and freeing and The environment was super
3: supportive, and it was fun making everybody laugh. All right, all right. Well, I I know you got to scoot. you got lots of stuff going on. Uh, You are, as they say, hot right now. So uh, (laughs) who knows who you're going to talk to next. So let me say again that your new film, Brittany Runs a Marathon, uh, is now showing at theaters everywhere and will be available later on other platforms uh, like Amazon, uh, correct? Yes, yes.
10: Later on it will be. But go see it in the theater because it's, it's, it's a theater experience.
3: All right, super. We really appreciate you checking
9: in with us.
10: Thank you so much.
9: If you can orient your idea to a specific interest of the superior you're trying to convince, you'll improve your batting average. But even an idea that has inherent interest for top management won't get very far if the timing is wrong. Listen to this production manager try to catch the interest of his boss. Here is a special message. Federal authorities have said there is a chance that this area will be attacked by an enemy force. What?! It does not mean an attack is certain, just that there is a possibility of such an attack.
7: You has to be extra careful, cause you're always in the public eye and must set a good example.
9: Federal authorities have said we may possibly be attacked by an enemy. What?! This production manager has planted a serious seed of doubt about his managerial ability in his boss's mind.
10: Never
2: plays with matchkiss Or you might get spoiled. Ouch! Never
7: plays with matchkiss There's a lesskin
0: to be lined.
7: Well, anyway, we follow the rules of the sea, and they're made up for our protection. Now, why don't you follow us all the simple rules of safety, too?
2: I would. I'd like to. Good.
9: The enemy may attempt to confuse you by using unauthorized stations. WHAT?! Military authorities have advised us that an enemy attack by air is imminent. This is a red alert. This is a red alert. Red alert. Red alert. WHAT?! (laughs) This production manager has planted a serious seed of doubt about his managerial ability in his boss's mind.
1: My! How time flies!
5: Chance, I was wondering if you have given any thought to pursuing something in the medical profession, because I've read
3: that is a growth industry. A doctor? I don't know if I can see you as one of those chants as a doctor. I i mean, you can barely look me in the eye when we talk, you know. How would you ever tell a patient they had to have their appendix or gallbladder taken out and then assure them they're going to be just fine? You, you don't exactly radiate confidence, man.
1: Americans love a winner.
4: I disagree, Spud. If my baby wants to be a doctor... Then I would have no problem letting him take out whatever organ he felt necessary. Yeah. Don't listen to hi- don't listen to Spud Chance. I would have total well, confidence just, yeah. in you, honey.
2: Well, yeah, I don't have any interest in the medical profession. It's not my thing.
3: That's too bad as doctors make a ton of money. And regardless of what my aunt says about not worrying about that topic, believe me, it is important to women. I know at least two of my ex-wives gave up on me because of the crappy pay I earn on this talk show host gig here.
4: How does that resonate for you in the bedroom?
3: You know, when you when you say for better or worse at the wedding, it doesn't mean much. You know, when they want stuff and you can't afford it. You know, you know, when the credit cards are totally maxed.
5: Uh, you know, he, he's correct on that one, Chance. As I said previously, a man has to provide. You know, be the earner. Yes, your soon-to-be wife is on Social Security and has a pension. But for her to see you in a way that will assure you a romantic life...
4: Oh, then, brother.
5: Oh, listen, you have to step up in
3: this area.
6: And then I say, like, whale sharks. I'm like, oh, that must mean a whale and a shark have sex. Uh,
3: yeah, if you ever want to consummate your marriage... If it ever comes, if their wedding day ever happens, you best, you know, make at least decent money.
4: Stop this. Hey,
3: uh, uh, Spud, they're saying we have a caller on
5: the line w- w- that would like to join in this conversation. D- do you want to take it?
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe Chance will listen to somebody not on the show, but just put it through. Caller, are you there?
7: Uh, hi, yes. Um, I thought I might add a woman's point of view and call in. That's, that's, that's uh, nice. That intern, okay. uh, his name's Chance, right?
3: Yep, that's his name. Um
7: uh, up, Chance. He doesn't need to worry about chasing a job that might pay a lot of money or, and but remote won't make him happy. He sounds very young. So my advice, yep, he is. find something that interests him, see where it takes him. His fiance, she sounds like a very understanding woman and will have patience with him. Finding his future career, I mean, yeah, geez, yeah. don't rush the young man.
3: Well, you sound like the kind of woman I should have married. You had me at hello. I mean, no pressure. But are you single?
7: Oh, no, I am very happily married. My husband, well, by chance, yeah, chose but... a career that may not be lucrative now, as he's a musician, and at this musician? point hmm. hasn't quite landed that record contract he thought was so certain all those years ago. Right,
6: right. But, but...
7: he—I um, mean, we are very happy where he is in life. He's following his bliss, you know? His
2: that strength. is messed up, yo! Yeah, um, well, I think I've heard that one before. I appreciate your input, caller. This is Chance speaking, by the way. I may not be an actual musician, but I try and follow my bliss too, as I enjoy playing in drum circles from time to time. You know, my neighbor has them in his backyard like every couple months, and sometimes we have like 15 people joining in. My parents aren't real crazy about the noise, but I have a blast.
3: Yeah, I don't think your ex-hippie neighbor's helping you out, Chance. You need to find a job that will pay enough to let you have access to, like like most cable channels and streaming services. You know, the the what I consider the essential stuff in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just going to have to buckle down and worry about paying the bills, at least the important ones, should your marriage fall apart. Which, I mean, I don't want to be negative here, but, you know.
4: Well, like I said chance can take his time to figure out what he wants to do. And I myself have taken part in a few of those drum circles. No. So ho ho fun. No.
7: Uh, Seriously? Uh, hi. Yes. Uh, I'm still here uh, on the yeah, okay. right, right. <laughs> um, I just want to say my husband is not at all affected by me being the main breadwinner in our fa- little family here. He and his band play live at bars here in the local area. Yeah, okay. You might have yeah. heard of them a couple mm-hmm. times a month. He may do an occasional wedding here and there. Yeah,
3: okay. You know, color uh, kind of running running out of time here on the dream. Yeah,
7: and oh. I totally support him. And you know, it sounds um, to me that Chance's fiance uh, Dorothy is that right? Yeah, it's Dorothy. Um, she sounds wise, and, and that they have a
3: really healthy relationship. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, thank you, caller. Well, again, let me just say this before you go. If at any time you maybe, you know, want to maybe, you know, give one of those trial separations, uh, uh, you know, a <laughs> shot or even a, just like a short break in the old marriage, I would be totally up to go out for like a drink or maybe a quick snack. I mean, I got to tell you this don't Just listen to what I'm saying. I know a lot of musicians, a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Those dudes tend to be a little polyamorous. Suck it to me? I'm just saying.
5: Oh, Spud, okay, now you're treading on dangerous territory, trying to entice this caller to go outside the bounds of her marriage for a possible illicit tryst. Plus, she sounds a little young for you, don't
7: you think? Have you no shame?
3: Well, she might have an older sister. I don't know. It doesn't hurt to ask.
7: <laughs> um Yeah, you know, I, I need to go. I gotta go well, pick up my husband at band yeah. practice. Well, all uh, I'm trying to. I'm s- a uh, big supporter of this couple. Yeah, they seem like they really okay, got but, it together. Yeah, and I wish the two of them the absolute best. But
3: you best. could leave your number. Yeah, bye. You could leave your number. You could leave your. N- could have left her number. Anyway, all right. Let's-
2: She seemed like a really nice lady.
3: Yeah.
5: Hey, Spud, would this be an appropriate time for me to bring up?
3: No, no, it would not. I have to wrap up the show right now. We are way over. You know, whatever it is, just send me an email, all right? All right, then. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, lo
0: Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions.